his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone, touchdown, Welcome to episode 188 of the Hoosier Happy Hour presented by Big Banter. Yes, you're hearing the old voice of Michael Bragg, the the man, right? Is that what they call me on this podcast? I at, think I don't know. At least behind your back. That's I what guess, they call you. I guess. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I think this is my first podcast of the 2024 year. Yeah. Um, the other guy you hear back there, that's Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Oh, man. Um, now that the Steelers are eliminated, I am full in off-season mode. I am I'm now uh, not ready to dive into IU basketball. Um, no, no real need to. This isn't a basketball podcast, but... Um, yeah, so I'm looking up mock drafts. I'm I'm looking at what we're going to cover tonight. Um, like I said, fully fully moving on to off season mode. Yeah, I think we all are. I think I saw 220. By the time the podcast comes out, 226 days until football starts. So we got quite a bit of time to uh, to hang out and, and early Brando's randos. Yeah. I would say there's more positivity with IU football than oh, IU so basketball much, right now. There's so much more positivity. I mean, you can just, we didn't text at all in our group chat last night. Uh, I don't think. And uh, I mean, dude, I'm so, and I don't, I don't want to take too hard of a stand on this, but I'm so like Woodson out right now. It's not, you, you have been, that's also not recently. No, you, you've been that way for the end of last season and all of this season. I'm going to take two seconds. We don't usually talk basketball, but I no, just want to get this off my chest just so we can talk about this. I don't want to hear any more about his recruiting. I don't want to hear any more about anything else. Sure, the starting lineup, starting lineup was fine yesterday. Let's be real. I mean, Ware got into some 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 issues with foul trouble. The referees weren't a problem. They were we were out coached. We were out hustled. We were out depth. If that makes sense. That's not a yeah. word. Um, dude, when they brought in Caleb Caleb first. Ethan Morton and uh, oh, who's the guy that I really don't like his tattoos? Uh, the big, they're like their backup number four. I can't remember his his number. His number zero. I have no uh, idea. I can't remember his name. Either way, those dudes started for them last year. Started for oh, Mason Gillis. Mason Gillis. Mason Gillis. Mason Gillis. Yeah. Started for them as a one seed, and they're coming off the bench. We can't do that. We can't do that. You know who we have coming off the bench? Caleb Banks. Xavier Johnson, Mr. Mr. Four games, four games back, two one ejection, two flagrant fouls, four points, I think. Yeah, that's who we have coming. He needs off to the go bench. work at Enterprise or in a car. I think they both do. I think Woodson can buy one and then he can hire uh Xavier. Xavier Johnson. Either we way. all know good how good he is behind a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, God. We don't ever talk basketball. I just want to get that off my chest because I'm sure I made a lot of people mad by saying the Woodson out thing. Um, it's getting louder. Yeah. So uh, we are loud, speaking of coaches, though, today, but football coaches. Yeah, yeah. We are going to do that. I was going to say, speaking of loud, uh, thankfully, Seth is still on his um, work vacation or work trip, whatever he's doing. Whatever he's doing right now, if you can hear some stuff in the background, my kids are running around being crazy, but um, he's doing that and we don't have to listen to him. And he was actually fairly decent yesterday, um, which is weird. And I wouldn't. Yeah, have been, I didn't get a single text from him. No, it was it was just a, a just an awful game. OK, moving on back to football. Uh, some quick housekeeping. We still have LEO podcast shirts available. You guys are flying. They're flying off the shelves. So get one while you still can check out BragleyProductions.com. Um, I don't think, I think I let go of podcastleo.com. I think that's gone. Um, I think I need to buy the, the new domain, but, um, Bradley, bragleyproductions.com. That'll get you there. Go to the shop. Shirts are crazy on sale. 10 bucks. You know, you buy two 
I'll free ship it. Like, and don't worry about any of that stuff. We'll take care of it. Free, free sticker with everything, but they're flying off the shelves. Get them while you still can. Very nice shirts. They're, they're great. So, um, Twitter and Instagram at happy hour, IUFB. Um, you can find us there for all the, the hot takes and the retweets and everything else. Um, I do want to say, I keep saying Twitter because Brandon said he would never call it X, but on the last podcast, all he did was call it X the entire time. It was the weirdest thing ever. I was sitting I'm there, nothing was if not weird. inconsistent. <laughs> uh, we also still have Patreon. Patreon's going to be really cool. I mean, we're getting ready to start kicking up some big time stuff. I think we might do, we're definitely going to do some, uh, some like live recorded stuff that'll just be on Patreon. I want to talk to Tino Sinceri so bad. Oh, we're going to get Tino on. We're going to get the co- we're going to get the coaches on. We're going to get some players on. We're going to get some ex players on. Um, all that stuff though is going to be exclusive to the Patreon. We might tease you guys a little bit with a little bit of Instagram stuff, a little bit of Twitter stuff, little teases, right? But three bucks a month. Let's be real. Let's be real. I'm going out with Brandon on Saturday. You know what three dollars is going to get me? Nothing. It doesn't get you anything anymore. You know what it gets you per month for a month? Think about that divide. What is that divided by thirty? Ten cents. Yeah, that's three hundred pennies, right? So it is good math. Yeah. So it's ten cents a day. Ten cents a day. Think about that. I'm not going to get anything for three bucks. Maybe a couple pull tabs for three bucks. Woo! That's about it. Depends and on that you can win anything. You can win anything. Win six hundred bucks. You can't win six hundred bucks from us, but you can get a twenty percent discount on your merch. And then get all the cool stuff that I was talking about. Okay, today's a special episode. We don't have a whole lot going on with the program. A couple of things I do want to talk about, and maybe it's part of your Brando's Rando, so don't want to ruin it. If I start ruining it, cut me off. You got it. Should we talk about what we are offering as far no. as scholarships go? Is that in your Randos? It is not. Let's cover it. The number one quarterback from the 2026 classes reclassified to the 2025 to the 2025 class. And he's down to five teams already. I think, I think five or six. This, this is going to go fast. This, this recruitment is going to be done by spring. And I'll tell you why we're part of this. It's Alabama, Auburn, USC, uh, Indiana. I can't remember another. I'm I'm, I'm pulling it up now. I'm I'm pulling it up now. Brandon will get it. He's in with Indiana Michigan. because he's Michigan because he's known coach Sinceri since he was eight years old. He's been friends, not known. He's been friends with the Sinceri family since he was eight years old. This kid is incredible. Straight five-star prospect. That would be huge. But it's down the road. It's down the road a little bit. But just to give you an idea, I mean, we're offering some Big time people coming up. Coach Sig is not holding back at all. So uh, just to give you guys an idea of what's going on. I did tweet that out. I think uh, you did retweet uh, it out the other day. Yeah. So check out the Twitter feed. You'll see it. Um, we're going to do a kind of breakdown, a little bit of some coaches that we've added. Brandon's going to do some of that. And then uh, he's going to ask me questions. And then we'll do uh, the normal stuff. We'll do some Brando's randos. We'll go back and talk about how I went one in five on the uh, NFL games last week, uh, some big time surprises, and then we're going to pick this week's. Yep. So, um, buckle up. So here we go, Brandon. Buck- tell me about oh, your coaches. Root. So we, un- fortunately, unfortunately, um, we talk about a lot of the players, and we did that in depth last week. But this show also talks about coaches a lot. Um, certain offensive line coaches, certain OCs, definitely head coach. So what I wanted to do today, because um, I, I haven't heard a lot of other IU football content kind of go into the coaches. Um, and and it, it is such a big part of, of college football. I mean, 2024 Alabama is basically 2019 Indiana, right? So who knows where these coaches may or may not go. Um, so I just wanted to run through a couple of them um, that I think you'll hear us talk about a lot. And the first one I wanted to talk about was Mike Shanahan. No relationship. That was my first question. <laughs> not part of the Shanahan family. Um, but here's a little quiz that I didn't prepare you for. What was his collegiate position? wide receiver wide receiver yes what has iu absolutely absolutely loaded up on 
Wide receiver. Wide receiver. This guy has been involved in wide receivers for eight years. I feel very, very good. Um, Our last wide receivers coach definitely had a type, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like our wide receivers developed as well as we thought they could. And we certainly didn't put many into the pros. Um, So I'm very excited about Mike Shanahan. Um, And he's been a, he's been a coordinator with coach Sig for three years. How much do you think that matters in, in getting an offense year one? I, I, I talked about this when we hired coach Signetti. I think we found out he was, how many did he bring over six? I, I don't have the exact six. number, but it is offense, defense, um, linebackers. And, yeah. Uh, and, and special teams. There's a decent amount, right? Yeah. I think it's six. Six are our OC, DC, and special teams. The three most important coaches are all James Madison. Yeah. And so you bring over continuity. You bring over familiarity. That was terrible for me to say. Familiarity. That's even worse. I just should have stuck with the first one. Um, you bring all that over. And it's immediate. It just should hit the ground running, right? You're teaching the same system. You don't have to, to introduce yourself to this new offensive coordinator that maybe you worked with a few years ago. And, you know, football's changed in the last it changes every year but it's definitely changed in the last five years six years into this incredible pass heavy quick shooting type of offense right defenses have changed everything changes right but when you bring over the people you've worked with for the last five six years whatever it's been plus it all transitions over it should at least on paper and 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 the way it should go is that it should all trans transition over. Obviously the players have to adapt to this new program, but um, I mean, <laughs> half our teams from JMU. So um, yeah, it should be fine. I like it. So just, uh, just a little bit of stats here um, and accolades. James Madison ran um, Mike Shanahan's offense. He put together, the Sunbelt Player of the Year, the Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Year twice. He led FBS in 2022 um, with time of possession, 33 minutes and 44 seconds. I think that's huge in the Big Ten. There's there's teams that if you lose the time of possession battle, you don't have a chance. Namely talking Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, I love the fact that his teams, this two years as offensive coordinator, number six and number seven in the nation in time of possession. That, yeah. that, I, I hadn't heard that stat before when talking about him. That all I heard about is they pass all over the place, right? Quarterbacks, huge numbers, wide receivers, huge numbers. But the fact that they can, they can do all of that while possessing the ball. I think I think that's huge. What do you think? Yeah, you know me. Whenever we do the game predictions, I'm always like, we got to win time of possession. We got to run the ball. We got to control the ball. We got to do this. If we can do time of possession and throw the ball and run the ball effectively, like that's I mean, that's that's right up my alley. I'm all about it. All right. About it. Because I mean, we all loved Coach Wilson's offense, but his was either 3 and out or 80 yard touchdown, and our defenses would just be dead. Just absolutely cooked. So I, I love this about uh, about Coach Shanahan. His quarterback in his four years, and this this dates back to before James Madison, was always voted all part when he when he when James Madison was still in FCS. His quarterback finished fourth in their Heisman. Seriously. So in there in the FCS Heisman, is that what you're saying? In the like FCS Heisman, yeah, 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 correct, correct. Um, and then again, speaking for continuity, he was there at uh, Elon and Indiana University. So he's been with this will be his ninth year with Coach Signetti. I think that's huge. Yeah, that's let's, uh, that's big time. Let's jump to the defensive coordinator, um, and that is Bryant Haynes. Now, you guys may have seen this in the news or on Twitter. Why is Bryant Haynes historical for two reasons? 
Oh, are you at? That's a question. I thought it's when a you question. said. I thought when you said two reasons you were going to continue. Um, I don't. I don't highest know. paid assistant coach. Okay. Highest paid That's assistant right. coach ever. That's at right. Indiana. At IU. Yep. And the only Broyles semifinalist ever at IU. Now, Can for those explain that, to, yeah, the Broyles yeah, part of it, yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, the Broyles award goes to the nation's top coordinator, this top defensive coordinator. Sorry. Um, so again, we ponied up, which I think sends a message to the Big Ten, to the fans, certainly to the staff that, hey, guys, if you can be one of the top coordinators, we're going to pay like one of the top coordinators. I think that's huge. Um, again, at JMU. Um, where he was coordinator for four years, they ranked top 10 nationally every year. That's yeah, big time. Crazy to be that consistent year over year over year. Um, that's that. And we were talking about Shanahan having a top offensive player. Well, three Dukes were named finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award with one winning the runner up in 2019. So he has studs. He has entire units. It's it's very, very impressive. I didn't follow this school back when I was in school, but where did Mr. Bryant Haynes play his football? There's if a reason I'm asking this. If you didn't follow them when you were in school, it was probably IU. It was not. He did not play at IU. There okay. is a guy on staff that played. But he played against IU when he was in school. He went to Ball State from hmm. 2005 to 2008. So he would have been on one of those teams that beat IU. Didn't he IU. lose in 2008? That was the uh, so the Ball State guys. They they'll always tell you that's the the Dante Love game. That was the was game that 2008 that... or was that 2010? No, 2010. It wasn't that one. It was 2000. Well. I want to say it was eight. I think it, it was either eight or ten. I'm trying to think who I went to that game with. I know who I went to the game with. Yeah, it was 2000, definitely 2008. Yeah, because yeah, and you know what's funny is I still remember that play. I mean, that was a fumble. They hit him. He fumbled. Obviously, I mean, tragic circumstances came with that. I mean, he ended up not being on the walk the rest of his life. Um, but uh, you know, it, was, it ended up being a fumble for a touchdown, and uh, Nick Polk. Nick Polk picked that one up, took to the house. Definitely 2008. So, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, he would have been on that team. Four-year starter, all-American midline or uh, mid-American linebacker, all-MAC, um, and freshman all-American. So this guy played group of five football, and he's been with Coach Sig for eight years. Again, the what you're going to hear, Shanahan, eight years. Haynes, eight years. Like, but the both of these are also relatively young guys. I mean, Brian Haynes is a year older than me. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And and uh and Shanahan's two years younger than me. Yeah, that's crazy. So our our defensive coordinator's 38 and our offensive coordinator's 35. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and I love it because I, I feel like, I feel like you need that. I mean, we talked about it young and hungry. What was the knock on coach sick? Oh, he's old. How many, years, yeah. how, how many years is, well, he's bringing young guys with him, right? He's not bringing, not to bring up basketball again. He's not bringing his old buddies with him to smoke cigars and drink wine in the locker room, right? This, this isn't, this isn't the country club. Right, he's bringing guys that have been with him who are young and hungry and accomplished. Love it. Yeah, totally, totally dig that. Are we? Is there another one you want to talk about? Or I this... want. I, yeah, there's three more I want to talk about. The, not near in depth as the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator because I think we'll talk about those two all during the season. I doubt these other ones will come up as much. Can um, I do a side tangent real quick? And sure, I, sure, again, sure. I hope this is not a Brando's Rams. I probably should have looked at your outline, maybe. I didn't fill out an outline. So you're fine. Um, okay, well, perfect. Can we stop with the 
I can't believe that Alabama has hired IU's former offensive coordinator and their former defensive coordinator. We let them go, blah, 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 right? We didn't let them go. We were coming off an eight-win season, a Gator Bowl season, right? Disappointing the way that it ended at the Gator Bowl. Believe me, it still hurts my hurts me to talk about it. But the huge, I mean, the momentum behind the program was insane when DeBoer left, right? And then it was one more year, I think. And then Womack left after a great season, the highest ranked season in the history of IU football. What do you want him to do? Yeah. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, of course, you should be happy. You should say, holy cow, like our old, old offensive coordinators old offensive coordinator and old defensive coordinator at are at Alabama. Don't be like, I can't believe we let them go. We didn't let them go. They got a head coaching job. Both of them got head coaching jobs out of it. It just happened that Kalen DeBoard is an absolute stud. <laughs> I mean, nobody predicted when he went to Fresno State that he was going to be, what, what did they go, 12-1 and one or something like that? Yeah. Insane. They won me so much money. All they did was and, cover. Yeah, and then he goes to to Washington has a terrible year. I think his first year or not a terrible year, but like not, a great uh, I think year. like went eight and four, maybe nine yeah, yeah, and four yeah. after and then, the bowl and game. then they end up in a national championship game. Poor Mike Penix. I didn't get to talk about it, but man, that guy had flashbacks real bad in that national championship. He had some game. IU PTSD. Oh, there. big time. Uh, but yeah, I just want to get that off my chest. Can we stop with that? Just you should be proud of it. You shouldn't Heck be yeah. disappointed with it or we or let him it. go. No, yeah. No. Right. Continue. Okay. Let's get through. Let's get past the. Yeah. The so, so yeah. So Grant Kane um, is our special teams coordinator. The one that is least tenured with Coach Sig. He's only been with Coach Sig for four seasons, but he has the most coaching experience. He's been. He'll. This will be his twentieth year coaching college football. Um. And again, he he played at Catawba. Catawba College. That can't be even D two. That that's powerhouse. Got, that's got to be powerhouse. You probably. do know that for sure. No, I don't know, but it's definitely probably like an NAIA school, right? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no. I did not do my research. Um, but all I know is all this guy's had three All American special teamers. I did not know this was a stat. But ESPN ranks special teams efficiency. The James Madison 2023 team was ranked 14th in special teams efficiency. That is not something I would have tried to seek out that stat. But nope. That's here's, an, here's another thing that I love. He the um it, the re, what really boosts that ranking is blocked punts. They had four of them. I love a good block punt. Not what happens to us, but when we walk. I mean, the Colts have made a season on block punts, and how much of a difference did it make? Oh yeah. Well, we had some. We had some blocked as well. Uh, But yeah, it made a huge difference. It made a big made a big difference. I can't remember the game that made a big difference in, but yeah, we had. I think we had two in one game. So I mean, I mean, they have they have all conference kickers. They block punts. I mean, that's about as. What you want, you want a solid kicker and a team that can have explosive special teams yeah. plays. Before I so forget this awesome. point, uh, yeah. and I want to I want to ask you a question. What isn't it impressive that with the, the culture of college football and the way that things move and change almost every year that he's had? You said he's the, he's the shortest tenured with with Coach Sig. The four years. When was like. Sure, Brand, I think uh, Brandon Shelby, I think, was like the longest tenured coordinator with Tom Allen, I think, overall. Um, he, the coordinators don't stay. JMU was a, a, an incredibly successful program. What, how did he keep these people? How did he keep Tino Sincere? How did he keep uh, Brian Haynes? How did he, I, that's, I'm assuming it's a culture thing. Totally, right? totally. And they had to have had offers to go other places if they're producing the way that they have produced. So, uh, all right, what's the last one? Last one is none other than Tino Sinceri. This guy is already making his way Part in in recruiting. He's an absolute stud, but he comes from, and I love this, similar to Coach Sig, 
Coach Sig comes from football royalty. His dad is an absolute college football legend. So is Tino. I'm just going to read this small paragraph. Tino is the son of Sal Sinceri, a coaching veteran of nearly four decades between collegiate and NFL ranks. Sal owns four national titles as an assistant coach. And again, second time I'm bringing it up, he was in a Broyles Award finalist in 2011. He retired as part of Nick Saban's staff from in 2022, where he was spent four seasons there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Are you son kidding of a, me? Son of a stud. The stud is the son of a stud. And yeah. and Tino probably has the most impressive coaching experience. He was at Florida State for two seasons. He would, then after Florida State, he went to Tennessee. Then from Tennessee, he went to Alabama for two years. Then for and that, his dad was there too, so that never hurts. A little bit of nepotism, but it never bit. hurt. It, that never it, hurt. It, it never, never hurt anyone. Um, and then from Alabama, he he went on to team up with Shanahan and Sig, where he was there the last three seasons. Um, again, we've covered what Shanahan did. Tino is his right hand man. I'm not going to regurgitate the statistics because it's pretty much just regurgitating everything that Shanahan did. Um, but I think we're already seeing. I mean, you started off this segment with a recruiting bomb. And that's all because of Coach Sinceri. Um I, I think he is going, I think he is going to be a locker room guy. I think he's going to be awesome on the recruiting front. And I can't see, can't wait to see what he does with Rourke and Jackson and the number of quarterbacks we got on our um we got on our staff. I don't want to talk about it, but I also love do you remember the James Madison coach that was going crazy on the sidelines? This past season, I don't. I it went viral this past season. Stuff. No, I don't. Remember. I just saw it on. I just saw it on Twitter. That was Pat Kuntz, who actually played at IU, and he he came over from James Madison. So, um, pretty excited to have that guy on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, and he also played at. Um, like I said, he he actually he played at Notre Dame. So I'm wrong. He coached at IU on the 16-17 team. Grad assistant, right? Or yeah, grad, grad, grad assistant. Somebody yeah. was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was that's, thinking... that's it on coaches. But again, I know I'm going to be probably talking a lot about Bryant, a lot about Shanahan, and and of course sprinkling in Coach Sal or Coach Sincere. Yeah, I was thinking about um, kind of my point I made about how Coach Sig kept these people at JMU, right? Now look. How at do him. you keep Sincere on staff? So here's what I'm thinking now is you've got probably three legitimate studs, right? In in offensive, defensive, and, and sincere, which who's a core, he's co-offensive coordinator, right? Yes. Okay. So you've got those three absolute studs, right? And well, two studs and one stud muffin. And then you what well, I think that they I don't think we lose them. I, let's say we come out and we just go, we're we're on fire. Let's let's mess around, live in a fantasy world, nine and three, ten and two season, right? Think about that before the bowl game. Nine and three, ten and two season. Uh usually we'd get poached, right? Let me have this totally. offensive let me have this offensive coordinator, let me have this defensive coordinator. This kind of goes back and it kind of ties a bow on all of what we've talked about with the coaches and and one of the points that I had made about not wanting coach Signetti before when we were, when we were kind of prospecting coaches, he's, this is it, right? This is probably it for him. Yes. Coaching wise. Now, granted he's 10 years younger than Nick Saban who just retired and could probably continue to coach if he wanted to, but um, wouldn't they just hang out? to have a chance to be a head coach at a power five, big 10 yeah. school and take over the legacy that maybe that coach Sig that we we're hoping that he can make, like maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're just all hanging out and being like, you know what, Brian Haynes, you or not Brian Haynes, uh, uh, Shanahan, maybe you're the next head coach. And then I'm going to take over offensive coordinator. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe that's why they're all hanging out. Hopefully. Or they just like coach Sig. Like it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you know, exactly. 
I feel like I'm pretty loyal to the companies. I've worked for two companies in my life, one for six years, one for se- or reverse, one for seven years, one for six years. That's a long time. Yeah, I literally is. left my first company because I was like, I, I'm stale of this job. I've done this job for seven years. I want something new. These guys have been with Coach Sig, and they're running into the next next battle with him. That takes a lot for an employer to keep an employee, especially a high-achieving one, around that long without them wanting to go find greener pastures. So, um, you know, I talk a lot about how athletic, you know, sports teams, athletic departments, our businesses, employee retention is huge. And Coach Sig, his resume speaks for himself on that, which is very... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were done. I want to read a super quick Coach Sig uh, tweet for those that are, are not on Twitter from four days ago. I think it was a Saturday morning, right? And I, I retweeted it. I said, Coach Sig with the straight fire on a Saturday morning. I mean, it was like seven o'clock in the morning when this dude tweeted it out. What time was it? 6.56 in the morning. He just tweets without context. He just says, at James Madison, I had to stalk complacency because of our success. Meaning he had to find people that were like, nah, you know, we win everything. We don't care. Like, whatever. Yeah. He wants people that are driven all the time. He says, at James Madison, I had to stalk complacency because of our success. At IU, I'm stalking softness and will eliminate it in every area so that we have the opportunity to stalk, stalk complacency. He's cutting it out. He's yep. cutting out the bullshit. Sorry for my language. It's happy hour. We've been drinking. I've been drinking. I don't know about Brandon. He's, he's just, just cutting it out. There's no more like, dude, this dude's just walking around or there's no more like, what is this dude doing? You know, there's no more Morgan El- Ellison issues. There's no more uh, allegedly. There's no more uh, the other off the field issues. I'm assuming is not going to happen. Like th- he's looking for people that are ready to come in and work and win immediately. And that's what his whole plan has been since the very beginning. So this everybody needs to get on board, which I know everybody is anyway. And uh, and just continue it continue pumping up Coach Sig. So, um, let's go ahead. We'll hit the promo real quick for Monon Track Club, and then we'll go on to the AMA stuff. We spent a lot of time on coaches, um, but yeah, it's educational, so you guys don't have to do it yourselves. We are here to teach you to be like us, which is awful. I want to be awful, like awful Mike. Let's get back to the show. Uh, I think this is the part where Brandon's going to ask me questions. I'm going to ask you anything. It's going to be a little bit of sports. It's going to be a little bit of non-sports. It's going to be all over the place. I just finished we'll, my drink. So. We'll keep it sports-related at first. Um, What do you think about the seventh team being added in the NFL playoffs? Because the Packers were the first seventh seed to win. To date, the seven seeds are one and seven. So, I mean, I like it. I'm all, I'm but it's all pointless. It. It's pointless. The seven mm. seeds straight up don't win. Okay. So let's put it in this perspective, I guess, is to like, let's say the, let's say the Colts played the Titans on the last game of the season. Right. And then Houston played Jacksonville flip Titans in, in Houston. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Colts win. Houston wins. They both go to the playoffs. So either the Colts, I don't know the scenario, but either way, Colts or the Texans would have been the seventh seed at that yeah. point, which means that either one of those two teams would have gone into Baltimore, and or not into Baltimore, into Buffalo. And no offense to the Steelers. No, you are, you're, you have mean offense to the Steelers, but that's I don't, because I, 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 think, I think if the math is right, I think the Colts would have been the four seed and Houston would have gone to Buffalo. Correct. And the way Houston's rolling right now, Houston would have put up, I think, a better fight 100%. overall against Buffalo than what the Steelers would have, right? Yeah. So I just think it depends on how it all shakes out. You know, unfortunately, this year was probably a bad year um, to be a maybe. I don't know. I mean, Jordan Love was their original starting quarterback, so that helps. But I think, what, 16, 14 starting yeah. quarterbacks missed time or or weren't playing at the end of the season original starting quarterbacks i mean hell we haven't had ours since week four and he barely even played the first four weeks so um yeah i don't i don't know i'm okay with it i'm okay with it. Okay i, with like it. I hate it. i think it's dumb i like i parody. think it's stupid so 
all right, I next question. I think it's dumb that only one team gets a buy. Either go to go to eight or keep it at six. Agreed. Agreed. Um, next question is a college football NFL hybrid. Jim Harbaugh is coaching in college or pros next year? Pro. Pro. I said I've told you guys since the very beginning. I thought he was out. Who did I tell you? Who did I reference? Reese Davis. I was listening to the Webitard show, which I've talked about many times on this podcast. One of the best podcasts, sports podcasts you can find um, other than ours. Uh, they're highly nationally ranked for some reason. We're not, but we are better. But and then they're like right behind us. Um, listen to them if, if you're OK, I guess, with with being woke, as people call him. Um, but um, he was on the show and he they asked him straight up, like, what do you think? What's Jim Harbaugh's next move? And he said, he's done. He's done. He's done. And he's done in the college. He's going to the pro. He's already been interviewed by Twice. Atlanta. He, he, yeah. Who else? Who's and the, the Chargers. One? And the Chargers. Oh, and the Chargers. Yeah, I forgot about the Chargers. That's a bad. That's a bad job. I think the Chargers are bad. That or, that's a bad organization. Atlanta's, Atlanta's not, not much better. Atlanta's not bad. Yeah. They need a quarterback. They're they do. Bad, um, I think he's gone though. I'd love it. Love it. Cause some more chaos. Be great. Yeah. Got it. So my my next question, uh, I don't know why he would leave Michigan. I don't know why. He already won the allegations. Like, I I don't know. He's won his championship. He's not going to do it again. His quarterback's gone. Maybe he goes coach his quarterback. Maybe. Maybe he goes Atlanta. Atlanta. Drafts J.J. McCarthy, and there you go. Yeah, anyone's better than Ritter. Or... Or the green lizard, or so let's stay on content. And I, I don't want to get in the specifics of it because that's controversial. But what is your take on the Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee, ES Pat calling out ESPN, Aaron calling out a coworker? Love it or shove it? I mean, we don't have to go into details. Oh, but I don't know the details. Oh, okay, so I'll I'll summarize it for you. Aaron goes on Pat's show every Tuesday. Yeah, and he's paid to go on that show, by the way. A mil- yeah, a hundred thousand, I think, every appearance. Yeah, I think Deadspin said a hundred grand. Doesn't really matter. Aaron talks a lot of football. He talks a lot of non-football. Um, and he accused a coworker of something. In my mind, that's a fireable offense. Um, and then Pat double down by calling out his boss in my opinion that's unprofessional of both and at least should warrant discipline um nick wright has been very vocal he called uh he was on colin coward show and and nick wright called both of them a-holes um so there there seems to be a little bit of a Pat and Aaron against the media world. Um, do you think it's all just noise or 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 what? No, I think it's legit. Um, I don't I don't have Levitard's criticized Aaron before, well, right? Yeah, no, yeah. So he's criticized Aaron, but he uh he likes Aaron Rodgers until he found out that like the reason he doesn't come on Levitard anymore is because he doesn't get paid to come on Levitard anymore. Like he never got paid to come on Levitard. They don't pay any of their yeah. guests ever. Um, but, uh, so I don't know what was said. I don't, I, I really legitimately, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up later or whatever, but don't, don't. It's so honestly, here's, here's what it was speaking of Levitard, who is good friends with Pat McAfee, who kind of set Pat McAfee up for like what he ended up getting. I mean, that, no, I didn't know that Levitard got 50 million from DraftKings. He got 50 oh, million. About to that leave, deal. Well, he, okay. well, he was already leaving. He was already leaving ESPN because ESPN fired one of his producers without even talking to him or telling him it was going to happen. ESPN so and did, Disney are trash. I mean, yeah. I'll just so come he out straight and say up that. left. He straight up left ESPN and said, "F you. We're going to take your number one podcast off of here. You're done. We're gone. I'm going to pay him. I'm going to pay his own salary. I'll pay everybody's salary. I'll do it myself." And then DraftKings bought him for fifty million dollars. Um. So then, and then he went out and started. He started his own his own empire. Metal Arc is going to be massive. So then that's kind of sets the table for McAfee and McAfee triples it. McAfee, I think, got 150 from FanDuel and then ESPN came back and then he told FanDuel to kick rocks. But from what I understand, what from what I've heard on Webitard show is that ESPN has given him full reign to do whatever he wants to do. 
Yep. Full control. Say whatever he wants to say. Yep. Do whatever you want to do. We're not going to tell you what to do. You're successful with or without us. You just do it. We just want, we just want to bring in some of that money that you're getting. So I, I have, I mean, I have no opinion because I don't really know, but yeah. I'll, I'll take your side on it. Yep. All right. Um, last thing, as I'm sitting here watching Nebraska Rutgers, 36-36 at halftime. What are your thoughts on Kosei Tomonaga? He's annoying. He's annoying. Oh, dude, like, I love him. Well, that's what I mean. He's annoying because he doesn't play for me. I I mean, if he was on my team, I would love him, right? When yeah. he was tearing Purdue apart, I loved it. And tearing IU apart. And tearing me it apart, so it, wasn't, it wasn't so much. Uh, it wasn't so great, right? Yeah. He's... It's an. It's just annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying that a, a program like Nebraska can be. I mean, they're going to be good. They're going to make the tournament. They're going to be, yeah, uh, probably a problem. I mean, they're going to hit somebody at some point that's going to out athlete them at some point. And if you can beat Purdue, you can beat anyone. Well, and they just out athletic athleted them. They just out athleted them. Out, yeah, and made shots. And skill. I don't know. So, um. It's. I mean, that's what you have to do against Purdue, and we just don't have the IU just didn't have the depth. That's what happens. So. Yep. All right. I'm that's okay. all I got. Okay. Cool. Is that Randos? Is Randos thrown in there that, too? That, that is Randos mixed in as well. Okay. Cool. We're gonna wrap up. Um, I told my wife this would be a quick one. It's been forty, almost forty-five minutes. Uh, NFL predictions recap from last week. I went one in five. I teased that earlier. I thought the Browns would win. They didn't. Uh, I thought the Dolphins would cover four and a half. They did not. I thought I thought it was looking pretty good there for a minute. Seven seven, I think it was at some point. Uh, after Tyreek took one, I laid house. a monster bet down. That did that you? that bet's gonna fund me for a while. There you go. It was my lock. I mean, that was I mean, minus it four was and a half. lock. I just thought they'd keep it close. Um, I also didn't know that when they took something out of the cooler that it would get colder. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. Uh, I did win Bills minus ten and a half. No offense. Yeah, that was easy. Bad. That was an easy one. Uh, I took money line just because of my heart. But yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I for some reason had watched the games that I had watched the Cowboys. They had destroyed people. Their defense was flying around. It was insane. That was awful. Um, Rams Lions. I told you guys it was going to be the best game of the weekend. It was easily the best game of the weekend. I wish the first half would have carried over to the second half, but still, what a finish! What a story! Uh, People crying in the stands. I'm all in on Detroit. Insane. Now. I love Detroit. Love them. Jameer Gibbs is my boy. Um, I'm more of a sun god guy, but who's sun god? Saint I'm Brown? in raw. I'm okay. in raw. I'm in raw. Like That's a that. sun god. Come on, man. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. And then the Eagles. You called it. I just don't believe in Baker Mayfield. Uh, and now I do. Now I do. I did pretty um, well. I went four and two over the weekend. So I, I, I did pretty well. Well done. Well done. Uh, okay. Let's move on to Saturday. I've got betting lines on here too because you made me sound like an idiot by taking. I think who did I take? Some money line. I no, you thought. I think I took Eagles money line, and you're like, "Why would you ever take Eagles money?" No, I, Cowboys money line. That's the one you guys. Made it was Cowboys money line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I didn't have the odds in front of me. I was just saying I'm picking the Cowboys straight up as opposed to taking the spread. That's what I meant. All right, here we go. Saturday, Texans at Ravens. Ravens favored by nine and a half. The, t- this morning, according to draft, these are all DraftKings lines according. From this morning, what do you got? So the the Ravens absolutely pummeled these guys. Um, I think I think I think the Raven. I think Harbaugh turned Stroud into a pumpkin. Uh, it's not my lock of the week, but I feel very confident in the Ravens covering this line. Okay, I I have the Texans covering nine and a half. A lot of points. It is a lot of points. That's the only reason why. Uh, Packers at 49ers. This one was a tough one. 49ers, nine and a half point favorites, too. Yeah. So this is my lock. Um, I think San Francisco is leaps and bounds the best team. I think um I think Shanahan, uh, not our Shanahan, the other Shanahan is gr- a lot better coach than the floor. Brock Purdy is a lot better than than Jordan Love. Uh, I don't see how Green Bay scores at all. I think this is a very low-scoring game. I think this is definitely an under game, but I see this being something like 24-10, 27-13. Yeah, there's yeah. no good line. I mean, you could take the spread if you wanted to. That's minus 110. I just said I have no idea, and I guess I'll tease the 49ers down to 4.5. And, and that's at minus 223. I, I, I just, 
I don't know. I, I if you take a money line, you're you're throwing money. I mean, you're gonna win what pennies on the dollar. Yep. But um, I think teasing them down to four and a half. I do think it's close ish. Tease them both down and and then parlay it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always parlay everything. So parlay all these together. Um, Sunday. This is a tough one too. I think Bucks at Lions. Lions got something magical, man. Um, the Buccaneers, I think, are the worst team remaining. I do think Baker uh, turns into a pumpkin eventually. I, I think we could potentially see a Flacco situation um, in Detroit from Baker. Um, give me Lions minus six and a half. Um, but maybe we just tease four and a half all these teams. Ravens four and a half. Niners four and a half. Lions four and a half. Why not? Okay. I'm going. Yeah, and because of that, I'm going. I'm going Bucks plus six and a half. And the reason I'm kind of hedging the bucks a little bit, um, man, I don't know if they're going to be able to match the high of winning your first playoff game in 30 something years. And the way that that stadium was, and there were, I mean, I wasn't making that up. If you guys haven't seen it, there were literally people crying, like yes. grown men bawling their eyes out in the stands because they beat the Rams. So in a wild card game, a little bit important for me, Lions six and two at home. Buccaneers only five and four and away. Yeah, the Lions the do course. not lose at home. They don't. They just don't lose at home. Yeah. Um, because I do think you and I both had Rams money line. That was that was one of the few bets I lost last week. Rams were the Rams were balling going into that game too. Um yeah. Cooper, I don't think Cooper Cup did anything in that game. I think he might be washed, man. I think, I think he's so. had a lot of injuries. The hamstring got him. Yeah. Uh, last game of the week. And I, I want, I want to think maybe the next game, or the last game was probably the, I think my game of the weekend. I think that game is going to be fun. I think bucks at Lions is going to be fun. Chiefs at bills. And I think this line is soft. Brandon, I got, they got bills minus three, which is essentially a toss up with just going to the home team. This is Patrick Mahomes. You want to blow some people's minds here? Patrick Mahomes first ever road playoff game. He's won two Super Bowls, Brandon. He's never played a road playoff game before. That place is going to be thought out. There are going to be so many tables lit on fire. So many. You got a buddy so many... that's a big Bills fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Tyler Pino and the Pino family. Um, there are going to be so many blow up sex dolls with Taylor Swift's face on them that are getting slammed through tables that are lit on fire in a snowy parking lot that there's no way that the bills lose this game. I've got bills money line written down, but I'm going to head. I'm going to, I'm going to up it. Give me bills minus six and a half. I think they yeah. win by a touchdown at least. What wow. do you think? You're going Mahomes. So when, when it's coin flips like this, I, I break this down a little bit, right? Back, you're going um, who's the better coach. It's, it's Andy Reed. Andy Reed. Who's the better quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. Who's the better running back? Isaiah Pacheco. Now, I do like Buffalo's skill positions better. I think Kelsey's washed. I think Rasheed Rice is a rookie. I do like Buffalo's skill positions, so I'll give him that. But then if you're looking at special teams, um, I love Harrison Butker compared to Tyler Bass, who we saw was awful on Monday. Uh, and then the Chiefs undoubtedly have the better defense um, of the two. So there's just too many areas I don't think you're wrong. I think crowd is going to play a major factor, but if there's any team that can withstand a crowd who's been there, done that, it's the Chiefs. So I'm at, I'm taking Chiefs money line at at plus one forty. Okay, I do think it's going to be an absolute s show. That crowd is going to be so hyped, dude. They because... were throwing they were throwing snowballs at George Pickens. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> hey, at least somebody was throwing balls to him. Right. Um, that hurts. I'm sorry. So, uh, so the best thing about this is, is that they get to wait, they get to see who they get to play in the AFC championship game. Right. Imagine the Texans win that game. What if the Texans win that game? That place is going to be unbearably loud, like insane loud. Cause they know they're going to the Super Bowl if they win that game. So, and no offense to the Texans. I just don't think they can beat the bills or the chiefs. Um, yeah, I'd also, I also wouldn't, I think it's a win-win for me on chiefs money line, because then if they lose, I'm not mad about it. Like I'm tired of seeing the chiefs. I'm tired of all yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so tired of it. The whole peacock thing, by the way, can you guys get off your boomer stance? 
about oh, that. My awful. dad couldn't find Peacock. How do you not have Peacock? How do you not have Peacock already or can't find it? They were giving away free subscriptions. Just go sign up and then and get rid of it or keep it because it's going to be on another one anyway. At some point, you guys can watch Premier League soccer on awesome. Oh, that's right. A soccer fan. That's, that's good enough. And the office is on there. That's the only reason I have Peacock probably and Arsenal. But I've got it. I know where it's at. My kids know where it's at. Give me Bills minus six and a half. That's enough for today. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter, Instagram, at Happy Hour IUFB. I need to get rid of the threads part. I deleted threads yesterday. Um, make, sure to, <laughs> make sure to follow rate. Uh, no, it's a different part. Make sure to follow our partner at Big Banter Sports for all the latest updates on our podcast, as well as the other top-notch pods around the conference. We I think we've just added a UFC, USC pod um recently so they are also part of the team and guess what guys even more reason to follow big banter sports we have booted kicked them out booted out the purdue podcast for football and we booted out the ohio state podcast so the worst of the worst are gone they're finding some new worst of the worst but as of right now there is no purdue podcast for football so maybe go follow big banter sports you can keep up with it there's a lot of good stuff at big 10 huddle at uh well i don't want to i don't know what else we do uh but some other stuff like that that we do a lot of crazy stuff uh basically the the without no i'm not gonna say it's fine they cover all the cool stuff be sure to download rate review and follow on all of our platforms until then that's it oh one more thing say drink up there's a coach there's a coach hold on uh just saw this on twitter while you were talking just one thing we didn't talk about we on the staff a defensive backs uh graduate assistant francis Meehan coming over from James Madison, the safety, former safety from James Madison on the staff. So not, not doing anything else. He's coming over with coach sick. So there you go. Love that. Um, Love that. We don't need to talk about his biography and all that other stuff, but he's, he's there. Got more JMU there and more reason for that JMU Twitter to go nuts. So, yep. There you go. What do we say now? Cheers. Drink, Drink up. up. Drink, Drink up. up. Whatever it is. It's fine. See you guys later. See it.